Hello. Sorry, that was a bit of a shambles there. I was meant to put... Basically, I was playing the music there, the chill jazz, and then I had to, to unplug my mic, and now I just put it in, so I sound a bit different. But anyway, hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, it be good to know what your thoughts are. Leave me a message on Instagram, what your thoughts on that were. But I'm going to add that to the Spotify episodes. Let me know what you think. If you enjoy it, great. If not, then I'll throw it away. Anyway, in this episode, it's going to be a personal development one. And we're going to be talking about how to budget effectively if you are a student. Um, now, I'm not a student myself, so of course, I don't know what it's like to be uh, to how to budget effectively uh, in university, which probably makes you think, why the fuck will I, will I listen to you then? Like, how are you going to help me in any sort of way? Um, and I, I see where you're coming from, but I have learned to live by myself for, for many years. Uh, I've been doing it since I was 18. And... I've, um, I, I just have a, not a lot of knowledge in it. I've, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos. I've read over 20 books on finance. I've spoken to mentors. Uh, I've got my own sort of like side hustles and businesses that I do that myself. So I know a bit of knowledge. And you know what? If this works for you, great. If it doesn't, then, you know, maybe this podcast isn't for you. But anyway, I just thought, why not share some knowledge and whatnot? First of all, let's have a look at the stats for university, seeing what they're like. I did see some research. So there is some really good things. So first of all, by 2040, uh, the current number of higher education students, so that students in university, is at 250 million. It's expected to reach 594 million by 2040. Uh, that's, that's really good. That's actually like a massive increase. That's more than double in less than 20 years which is quite outstanding, so fair play. Now, of course, there's a lot of mixed opinions in universities. I think a lot of people love university, a lot of people hate it and disagree with it. I think predominantly universities are more left, more liberal um, than right or conservative. Let's actually check. Yeah, so for example, it says here, American university is filled with liberal-minded students who want to change the world and government. Students actively engage in political debates with their friends and always follow the news. Many students intern in DC and non-profits in Congress or other government sectors. That is in the US. Now, the reason why that's important is because the US have some of the biggest, most popular universities in the world and attract the most students globally. People will literally travel all the way from East Asia, like in China, to go all the way to the to America. They will travel from one side of the planet to another um, to support their career and do whatever sort of career or degree they want. I mean, fair play. That, that's that's really good. You know, you that's dedication to go from one side of the planet to the other side. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty mad. Right. 
So that's one stat there. I think I saw another one where it was like Scotland has the lowest uh, loans, uh, the, the lowest amount you have to pay for degrees, which is you know really good. I think the England has the biggest. So England has 45, it's 45 grand for an average course. Wales is 27 and a half grand. Northern Ireland is like 20 grand and Scotland's 15 grand. Now that might be to do with the cost of living, but I just think Scotland is really good when it comes to finances anyway. I think if, if there's any way, any way in, um, Scotland have a really good um, system anyway. You know, they've gone independent. I don't know too much about them, but um, I know that they're quite, they're quite wise is the best way to put it. So that's good to know. The number of international students applications to the UK plummeted by 40% in 2021. Wow, okay, so um, talk about diversity. They'd actually decreased in global applications by 40%. So that's a stat there. Let's try and get some more positive stats. I think I saw one about the US, like being like the highest, the highest, like most successful universities in the world. I did see that Oxford is rated as the most successful university in the world in terms of um, what sort of degree levels and grades university students get. They get extremely, extremely high. So that's really good. Me, myself, I didn't go to university. I'm 21, so I am still pretty young, but I'm I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go to university. I don't think it's for me. There's nothing really there I want to study and do long term. It's just not for me. If I was going to go there, I probably would study something like uh, law, but I, I know that would, I reckon that would be really difficult. And, or maybe like, um, it would have to be something linked to a job, like something I really want to do. So maybe it'd be like something... Uh, like a data analyst, that would be pretty cool. A data analyst or a lawyer. But again, I haven't looked into it at all, so that's something I would need to do. Anyway, so that's some of the good stats. Let's have a look at the negative. It's good to have a balance between you know good and bad and whatnot. Let's have a look. Okay, this is from a site called university universitiesuk.ac.uk. Let's see what it says. That's actually really boring. There's nothing helpful there at all. All right, okay. So there's a list of different degrees. That's okay. So let's see. How many people get a job relating to their degree? That's the first one. Only 20% of college grads have a job related to the major. Now, they said college. So that is in the US. We still have to acknowledge that the US has the most successful universities and biggest universities in the world. However, we can't just generalize that as the whole of universities, you know. Let's not be a generalist, right? 27%. That is still pretty low. I think overall, it's 50, 52%. Um, it's, it's somewhere between 40 to 50. But in the US, one of the biggest universities in the world, only 20% of college grads have a job related to their major. And that is a common theme that I've seen. That a very small percentage of people who go to uni, get a degree, let's say they want to, you know, in medicine, or law, or maths, or English, and it is completely non-related to their job. And it's it's quite sad, you know. I can imagine they will get some sort of good job. You know, a degree always helps, right? 
But the fact that you work so hard for something over multiple years to have it not related to something you want to do, like getting a law degree, but not becoming a lawyer. I I know there's competition out there, but again, like surely that that scares people in some sort of way, right? I think that there's so much positive light on universities. You know, it's like, go to universities, you'll meet people, you'll have a great time, you'll meet loads of good friends, you'll network, you'll have the best years of your life, you'll go out clubbing, da da da. It's like, is it all really that good? Right? It's not all sunshine and rainbows. Right? I'm not going to go into a Rocky Balboa speech, but that's just something to acknowledge. So that's one thing there. What's another thing that, that they say? What percentage of university students get a job after, right? This one's more generalized. This is more uh, focused on just, just a broad, very broad question. How many university students actually get jobs? It says, most students know how expensive university is. With student loans and everyday expenses, lots of undergraduates are caught out by how much money they need to spend. A lot of students turn to work either part or full time to earn while they study. Approximately 59% of students work while attending university. Right, I read that wrong. Sorry, that is how many students actually get a job in university. Right, okay. So yeah, that, that's really good. 59%, that's really good. This is what it says. It's a sobering fact, but only 52% of graduates get a graduate level job. The rest end up being underemployed in jobs that did not require a degree. In this post, we will help you to gain a better understanding of the graduate job market and why it's so hard to get a job after university. So yeah, a lot of it is in the 30, uh, 35 to 50% range. People don't actually get a job related to their degree. Let's have a look at this one. What degree? What degree has the highest employment right now? Hopefully this is something really good that you can take away from this. First is computer, computer science, 8%. The next is mathematical studies at 79%. Business studies at, oh wow, there's something even more, okay. Medicine and dentistry is 99%. That is insane. If you're in medicine and dentistry, you have a 99% chance of being employed. That is crazy. The second is veterinary science. I have no idea what it is. Uh, that's too technical for me, but that is 98%. Cool. The third is subjects allied to medicine. Again, I have absolutely no idea what that means. I think science should be stuck to science. Football stays as football. Genes stays as genes. Do not change the word. The fourth is architecture, building, and planning. 92%. I can't believe what I'm about to read, but there's an actual degree called education. There is a, you not only go to education, sorry, you not only go to university to get education, you go to university to study a degree called education. Smart. Smart. There's a degree called engineering and technology, 85%. Computer science, you said that, 80%. Mathematics, 79%. Business studies, I th thought this would be really low, actually. Business studies, 75%. Now, I find that really weird. As someone who's very interested in business, 
right? 75%. A business is something you create, right? Anyone can make fucking business, right? It can be easy. I could create one now. I could, I've got a podcast, Mike. I could create my own business where I make my own podcast, Mike, and sell them. Boom. Right? Why? It's what Andrew Tate said. Right? I know Andrew Tate's opinions are very mixed. And a lot of people agree with him. A lot of people don't. I personally agree massively with his life and success and philosophy. Other areas, not so much. We'll talk about that in a, in a future episode. But... A business is all about create, create creativity. It's about imagination. Right? You can literally make a business out of anything. You can make a business out of selling bins, recycling bags, plugs, um, washing up liquid, bottles. I'm just naming everything in my, in my building, in my house. But again, there we go. And then law is at 74%. Let's have a look at veterinary science. What the fuck is that? Uh, It doesn't say what the actual degrees are, but anyway, but that, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Right, so you get the idea. There's a lot of different things. This is probably the biggest one. I did see this because I, I do know that the there's a lot of debt all over the world, uh, and this is this is huge. So overall, I saw so overall there's about a debt of. Um, I think it's like 1.376 trillion dollars of debt and 1.2 of that is uh 1.2 trillion of that is um because of the, the u.s of universities in the u.s right so, so they do say that a lot of the universities across the world um, you know, the biggest ones are the ones in the U.S. 1.2 trillion debt is in the U.S. Let me just see if I got that right, because I don't even believe that myself. How much debt are you using globally? Right. Mostly, this is what it says here. Most of the U.S. government, according to the Office of Federal Student Loan Aid, 1.62 trillion or 93% of all student loan debt is federal student loans. The remaining 131 billion, 7%, is owed to private lenders. Right, so I, I didn't read that wrong. Okay, so what that meant was that it's federal students, so just just general university. The other one is a private loan, so it could be uh, like lending it from another company or from, I don't know, like friends or family. We'll have to look into a bit more. For the most recent estimates, there's 1.75 trillion in student loan debt across more than 43 million borrowers. This means that roughly one in six adults in the U.S., 17%, have student loan debt, with the average balance being around $41,000. Right, so one in six people in the U.S. have student loan debt. Okay, that's, that's, that's not too bad, too bad. So we read that. Oh, it's private. I definitely recommend you to look at this as well. It's quite interesting. If you're at university, it's good to have an insight to this because it will definitely impact you in some sort of way. Right here, it says, the Biden's forgiveness program would cost around $300 billion or about 2300 per US household. 
though this burden will not be shared equally across all households, it provides some contact for the cost of the program. Uh, okay. That was my belly. I've had a lot of food today, if you heard that. Um, didn't say anything more, but you get the idea. There's a lot of people in debt. Now, anyway, let's get to the juicy bits. Fuck me, I've talked for long. Anyway, quick, so the first rule, you, you wanna budget in three different areas. The first is uh, needs, wants, and investment and savings. Now, me as being the investor business type of person that I, that I am, I am very strict in a lot of those things. So I'm very strict on my, my necessities, pretty strict on my wants, and not so strict on the investments. Right, so I'll put a lot into the investments because I, I believe in it so much. So I would usually do this. Don't do it like me, first of all, because like imagine if university, you don't want to, you know, the, the idea of risking investing might not be something that you want to do. I'm going to be explaining why it should be something you want to do in a bit. Let's just say you're a general person in university and maybe you think you're more to the left side, so you don't like the idea of investing. That's, that's fine. You know, we're all entitled to our own opinion. We all have different viewpoints. Yada, yada, yada. I would say, first of all, needs. So needs should definitely be at least 50%. 50%. So that's things like you know, paying for rent, clo uh, not clothes, food, paying your phone bill, um, uh, paying, paying gas and stuff like that. I would put gym into that, but that is essentially more of a want. You don't have to go to the gym. There are other things that you can do. Like you, you could go on a run, you could do like press-ups and sit-ups, but you know, you don't have to put it on there. You can put it on a want if you want to, but me personally, I put it as a as a necessity. So 50% needs, right? you, you, you get the idea. The, um, I would then say 35% or, if you want to be a bit, maybe a bit riskier, you could go 30%, 30 to 30, 35% on once. This is where you can enjoy yourself a bit. So this could be, for example, on say, you know, clothes, going out with your girlfriend slash boyfriend, going out clubbing, going to the cinema, traveling, buying food, you know, different things like that. Things that you enjoy doing. That's, that's the best way to put it. And the last is investing or saving. Now, here's a quick tip. This is a very, this is a good long-term lesson. Right? I, I know, I, you know, I'm 21. I haven't had much experience, right? But you know, it, it's, it's all the same, right? And any investor will tell you the same. It is actually much better to invest and to save because if you put money into a savings account, especially if it's in a bank, compared to leaving it in a lock or a safe or anything like that. Because once you're saving it, you're leaving it to the banks to decide. And with the banks, there's always inflation. And inflation's always going to be on the rise because of different reasons. We have more people. Um, there's more people doing more jobs. There's more work to be doing. We have to think of infrastructure, more buildings to be made more people who are having babies, more people who are having to have disabilities, more people who are going to be underemployed, more people who 
are going to be on different programs, more people who are using resources, more people who are going to rent and pay for houses. There's, uh, you know, more foods being created. You know, everything is going to go up in price. One day, believe it or not, that 25p Fredo is going to be worth a quid. I bet you in about, probably say about uh, five years, four or five years, Fredo is going to be worth a quid. I used to go to Fredo. Uh, they used to be like, like the lowest I've seen them was 25p. Probably like a couple of years before that, it was like 15p, right? But the truth of the, the point is, like, for example, when I was working, my first job was at McDonald's. And I got paid £5.70 an hour. £5.70 an hour. Right? Now, if you work at McDonald's, you can get, I think it's at £9.50 or 40 So the average wage there has increased by £4. The average like living wage is like £8.90 or something. It's beaten the average um, wage price. That's insane. That's huge. Right? That's massive. So... That's why it's not going to be an inflation. And inflation at the moment, I believe, is at 9.1. Let's have a look. CPIH, so this was from 19th of October 2022, so it's literally just a month ago. Annual inflation rate increased to 13.2% in September 2022 from 13% in August, following a 0.7 increase in the month. So it increased by 0.7% in a month. Almost 1% in one month. That's, that's crazy. Between August and September 2022, uh, CPIH services rose by 0.2%, which meant that the average annual inflation rates uh, rose to 5.3% in September 2022 and from 5.1% in uh, August. What is CPIH? What is that? What does it mean? The Consumer Price Index writes... Ah, uh, right. So, take, yeah, it's like what I said earlier, it takes in, I think, effects like housing costs, grocery costs, different things like that. So, loads of different things affect it. So, that's why you got to be so cautious. And you're still fucking young. So, it's only going to get worse. There is no doubt with that. You thinking that I'm going to pay for these fake pens or go out clubbing, go out with the boys or pay for the only fans or, you know, all this is going to affect and it's going to make you lose money going to go into an addictive state of constant simulation and you're going to think fuck only if i invested i might have had a chance of getting out of this not sort of matrix like you know i know andrew taylor like, fucking oh get out of the matrix you're not going to be saved don't get out of the matrix like it's fucking bollocks right do whatever the fuck you want to do I, I don't even care right but don't decide to save your money because you will you will in doubt lose it Simple as that, right? Now, with investing, there's always a chance to earn more money, okay? For example, the S&P 500 has been on an annual increase of 10% or around 10% every single year. That means if you put, how much does the average person put into pension? Let's have a look.
So it says some advisors recommend that you save up to 10 times your average working life salary. Let's say I think the average wage is like, 200, uh, like 25 grand a year. You times that by 10, that's 250 grand. Let's say you were modest and went to that. If you put 250 grand to an S&P 500, which is invested that same amount every single month, you would, so an extra 10%, that means you would have an extra 25 grand. Now, you, you know, you could think, when people think of that, they think, oh, 250 grand, that's massive. Why would they need an extra 25 grand? It's like, it doesn't matter. You've still got an extra 25 grand. Like, do you know what you can do with an extra 25 grand? Like 25 grand, right? From doing nothing, from letting the money do the work for you. 25 grand, right? What, what can you do with that? You could buy, uh, you could go on more holidays, you could have more experiences, you could, um, you could try more hobbies, you can go out to sport games that, that you want, like football and basketball. You can go out with family more, you can give more to your children, buy nice presents, you can buy uh, or pay towards an extension on your home, you can buy towards a prettier garden, you can do so many fucking good things, just if you decided to invest. I think it's probably actually more than that, because, let's have a look actually, I'll actually, uh, how much time we got? Okay, I mean, we haven't got much time, I'll do that in a different episode, anyway, so there's that. So that is known as the uh, 50, 30, 20 rule. I've, I've put it 50, 30, 20 rule, but you can have a 50, 35, 15. But the main thing is just to invest effectively because a lot of people, they do like, you know, 50 to 60% needs and like fucking 35% wants and never invest and never save. And they check their bank account and they're like, oh, I got 50 quid left. I got 100 quid left. What am I going to do with it? Oh, I'm going to ask my parents for money. I can't want more into my loan. What am I going to do? Ah. And they just don't know how to save effectively. And it makes, and what people do then, once they realize, they get into a scarcity mindset. So once they don't have anything, they ask the bank, yo, can I have a grant? Yo, can I have 500? And it's, I, I've worked at a bank before. I used to work for Lloyd's Bank. So, and I used to get people all the time, right? And they're like, oh, I, I'm down on a minus grant. Can I have an extra 500? Can I have an extra 500? It's like, you're just going to make it worse for yourself. You, once you dig, dig a rabbit hole, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. You need to have discipline around your finances and save effectively. Finance is one of the hardest things to discipline yourself because of everything that's going on, because of inflation and taxes, and especially with like a full-time job, which pays you a limited amount. It's very, very, very hard to earn a lot of money. That's one of people's biggest insecurities. Right? They don't feel like they have enough money, and it's like, it affects them all the time because they feel like they have to constantly work to get more. There's that. The second thing is don't go out with friends who constantly spend money, right? Jim Rohn says that you are the, um, you are the, uh, like one of the, you are the average of the five people you hang around with. So you hang around with five fat people and you'll be the six. You hang around with five confident people, you'll be the six. You hang around with five negative people, you'll be the six. You hang around with five millionaires, you'll be the six. And the same applies with wealth, especially wealth, right? If you hang around with people who are broke and have broke habits, you'll be the exact same. Don't hang around with people who have bad spending habits. Simple as that. Because the environment influences you massively. Especially if you have like, uh, you can't, you have bad impulse control, like ADHD or something, right? It'll screw you over. So there's that. Uh, a third thing is, Try and get discounts 
right? So if you can get discounts to like shops like Tesco's, like Orasta or Nando's, use your cards because you'll save yourself so much money and you can still go out and have fun. Fourth, and this is a big one, this is very hard to do, don't go out so much. More specifically, don't go out to clubs, bars, right? Set yourself like a budget, right? So go out like maybe once a month or twice a month, right? Leave it as that. Um, stop relying on loans and family and people to lend you money because you're sick to that habit all the time. People often fall into the path of least resistance. And if you go into that, you'll be the exact same and you'll constantly be in the habit, never having money. And lastly, always stick to your monthly plan. Never get off it. Be disciplined and thank me later. Anyway, we're going up to the end now. I've been your host, Joseph Bryan. Give me a message on Instagram. Let, let me know your thoughts. Or do something a bit different, a bit on the stories and life, what's going on in life. Um, and yeah, hope you enjoyed. See you later.